Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Kingdom Mandate on Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Radio, where our topic today, we're continuing to talk about women of the Holy Bible, and we were doing a recap discussing the women in Genesis, and my name is Jacqueline Rogers. I am the host, uh, stepping in for the founder, Dr. Donna Ganny, and joining me is Minister Belinda McKenzie. I will also be your moderator for today's call, and Minister um, Belinda if you'd be so kind to open up this prayer. Yes, ma'am. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you, God, in the boldness, God, but in humility before thy throne room, God. We ask you, Father, to be in the midst of us, Lord, to guide us and lead us, God. Let us say nothing but your scriptures, God, and we ask that your spirit of wisdom and knowledge and truth abide in us, God. We pray, Lord God, Lord, God, we ask you, Lord God. Lord, thou knowest our hearts, and God, we come before you, Lord God, in the sincerity, Father. Lord, to share your word, God, and your truth, and your wisdom and knowledge, God, to your people, Lord. And those that seek after you, God, that Diamahasarabaki, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, Amen. Thank you for that, uh, Minister Belinda. And as mm-hmm. we were, um, we mentioned earlier, we're we're continuing to discuss the women of the Holy Bible, and we're recapping in Genesis. And I thought today that we were just we we had talked last week. We we're discussing Eve, and again. Um, for those that may listen later on or join the audience, our topic is women of the Holy Bible. However, our mission and our goal is to always be led of the Holy Spirit, and we offer the Holy Spirit, we welcome the Holy Spirit in the presence to come in 
and lead us and guide us in whichever direction that we that um, the Holy Spirit so desires. So that is where we take our lead from. Uh, we do desire to uh, stick to our topic. However, at times when the Spirit moves, we will discuss that which is is um, has been released. Amen. So, uh, Minister Belinda, we we had discussed before. What I would like to do, I'm just going to go ahead and mention some of the women that where we had left off at before. We had discussed Eve. We all know that she was the wife of Adam, made by God, came from the rib of man. But she didn't receive her name until Genesis um, chapter 3, because initially God had just created man and woman in the spirit of God, and then he breathed life into them. We also had discussed um, Cain um, was able to know his wife after he had slayed um, his brother Abel, and they in turn, um, Cain and his wife um, had children. One of his sons' name was Enoch, who um, gave um, birth to a son, Methuselah, and then his son, Lamech. And Lamech was one who took on two wives, because they are mentioned in the Bible, one name was Adah, and the other name was Zilha. And Zilha was the mother of Tubal-Cain, who also was the mother of uh, Naamah, but she was the sister of Tubal-Cain. And again, the Bible takes time to mention these people and call them by their names. So, of course, there were other um, sons and daughters and men and women that were continuing to create the population but God didn't see fit to uh, mention them because it goes on continually. It picks up in Genesis 6, and it talks about the um, the wives of Noah, the wife of Noah and then his son's wives. And in Genesis 6 is where we learn about the lineage of Shem, that um, Abraham comes from that lineage because, as we all know, when God wiped out the world, Noah was a new creation. Uh, Noah was a remaining person that um, they populated the world. So all of the children that had came prior to Noah, we all know the world, God only saved Noah, his sons, and his wives. So even at the mention of um, Adah and Zilhah, they were no longer um, alive and living after the fact when uh, God chose to destroy the world by water. And I was just wanted to mention that because we are discussing them, but their lives are, are relatively short in existence in the Bible. And then when we go into Genesis 6 and we learn about the lineage of Shem, where Abraham comes from, the Bible goes into more detail in Genesis chapter 11 and discusses the family of Terah where Abraham comes from, and that's where we'll discuss. Um, we discuss Sarah, who was Abraham's wife, Milcah, who was Nahor's wife, and the brother Haran, who had died initially. Milcah was his wife, but, you know, when a brother dies, she's handed over to the next uh, brother steps in and, and cares for her. And out of the lineage of, um, out of the, the womb of Milcah came Bethuel and Laban. And we all know who Laban is. Laban, who was the, the brother, I'm sorry, the father of Rebekah, 
and then Rebecca, being um, her brother Laban, had the two daughters, Leah and Rachel. So in essence, Jacob actually married his first cousin because Rachel and Laban were actually brothers, so brother and sister. So we kind of had stopped there before in Genesis chapter 11 talking about um, living from Abraham, Sarah, and things of that nature. So um, I thought it would be um, relevant that if we start and we pick up from there just to um, discuss the fact that how these women uh, came to be, Sarah being the wife of Abraham, Milka now being the wife of Nahor, who also gave birth to Bethuel and Laban. And like I said, we know who he is because Laban had the children, Leah and Rachel. But before Leah and Rachel, there was Rebecca, who was their aunt. Amen. So um, if we could just uh, pick up and discuss here, Minister Belinda, if you would just like to just give us um, the backdrop of what we discussed on Sarah, her being now the mother of many nations as Abraham was the father. And so it kind of, um, the creation of women and their character things kind of takes place and she sort of sets the precedent of women in the Bible. So if you would like to just uh, go and share some of what we had discussed about Sarah. Um, Sarah was uh, Abraham's wife. And uh, she would bear the covenant uh, that God gave him, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, he gave him a covenant when he left, told him to sojourn Abraham, that he'd be the father of many nations. And Sarah and Abraham were very old, but uh, God is not limited by age. You know, that's the thing most that we forget because we look at a, a cardinal mind, but when you come to Christ, if you're going to receive the benefits and allow God to be God, you're going to have to leave that cardinal mind. You know, uh, Sarah's cardinal mind questioned what God said because she looked at the age. Yeah. But God's word, when he pronounces a covenant, it's not us that fulfills it. It's God Almighty. And mm-hmm. if you look at the character of God, we're talking about when God says, he created all things, the heaven and the earth, the beast of the field, the uh, in the sea, the animals in the sea, everything on this earth God made. He even made the heaven. You know, he set the stars up. So when you look at the spirit of God and you know that the, the heavens is unlimited as far as like man's knowledge, to say it's like infinite. They haven't even touched, uh, measure it right now. Okay, so I'm taking the now and putting it there. God was not limited by the age. But he told them that, he told Abraham, if he left the sojourn, that he would make him a father of many nations. So out of Sarah's womb, that would be fulfilled because each generation was multiplied. And those that God gave Abraham and he covered them, his servants and all the animals and everything was blessed. And Abraham's wealth blessed, his nation from uh, uh, his son Jacob, it was blessed. 
The only time that something hindered that was when Sarah decided that because she looked at her age and she looked at, okay, God said it, but what's happening? I'm not, I'm not conceiving. So she took it on herself, you know, instead of paying, paying attention to what God said, she decided that she would help. Mm-hmm. And it brought a lot of tension yeah. in her home. And that, it, it, you know, amongst the people, amongst her, really, because a jealousy and conflict would go, be, would go between her and her servant, the woman that she uh, told Abraham to go into. So there's a precedent, you know, that was started, but God's word still was faithful because God cannot change his word. You know, if he speaks something, it will come to pass if, you know, those that allow it to come to pass. And I, I like that you said something there. You, you just mentioned something that just kind of jumped out of my spirit at me, that um, you mentioned the word that Sarah, you know, she wanted to help um, God's vision come to pass. And we all know that. God does not need our help in anything that he that he does. And if he said it, he'll bring it to pass because the scripture says that he is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that has, that he has to repent. And that he has spoken, shall he not make it good? So if God says a thing, and, and this was said by the angel Gabriel that came to Abraham and, and uh, Sarah, saying that she would bear a son, but because Sarah... Um, didn't wait on the Lord. You know, we sometimes get impatient and we want to help God along because we seem to feel sometimes that he's taking too long. And it's also ironic, and I, um, this is just the Holy Spirit is just dropping this in my spirit as um, I'm speaking to you because when you talk about help, when God first, first you hear of help in the Bible, he's in Genesis chapter 18, and it says, um, Genesis chapter 2, I'm sorry, verse 18, it says, And the Lord God says, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. So as a woman, that's what we are. We are to assist women. Women are here to help men. That was, that's why God created us, that we were to help. We were to be a helpmate to the man. So we got to sometimes, too, be careful. That's why it's so important that, you know, we stay, we really have to stay in prayer and be mindful of God because we can all make the mistake of trying to help God out because that's how their nature, women, we're helpers. We, we assist along the way, you know, um, and, and this is just uh, something that the world has been known to say, you know, behind every good man, there's an even better woman. Because women, in our position of helping and assisting, we take on a lot of different roles. So that's why it's so important that we stay in prayer and we be mindful that we do the God things. Because 
we will always, oftentimes, I believe God gives us as women, we get really good ideas, and, and, and he inspires us to do different things. But we must always pray and be led by the Spirit of God to be mindful that our good thing, that is that the God thing that we should be doing? Because we naturally are helpers, and we want to help, and it's good to help people. Would you agree, Minister Belinda? You get a good feeling out of helping people. But what about sometimes? The key word you said is being led. Say that again. That key word in help is being led. Because helping without that God can can hurt someone and even cause harm to people. Yes, you you Yes. Yes. Yes, you that is it. And we gotta really be led of the Holy Spirit when we offer our help. And not just in, you know, marital relationships, in friendships, in parenting, because, you know, as parents, that's easiest help that you can do. You know, you always want to help your children. But sometimes we can offer help that turns out you're hurting them. You're doing them more harm than you're doing them good by continuing to help them. And sometimes God doesn't always want us to help. And he definitely doesn't want us to help him out. He wants us to be obedient and to do what it is that that he's calling us to do. So, again, um, we see here that when we try to help God out, as Sarah did, we can sometimes make a mess of things. Do you agree with Yes. So we we really have to be careful that we, we hear from God um, in the things that we do, because Sarah is a perfect example of that character of helping, uh, helping God, but sometimes mm-hmm. be a hindrance to God, amen, and getting in his way. Well, I won't say a hindrance because God will always, his plans will always come to action. When he said it, he's going to do whatever he needs to do to make his word manifest on the earth, and he already knows those of us who will, in fact, try to help him out and make mistakes and, and, and not hear from God, but want to do things in and of our own selves. And sometimes, as as we saw here from Sarah, the mother of all nations, she helped God out, and it caused more harm than good. So I just wanted yeah. to, to mention when he had said that about help, because we're talking, we're looking in, in our goal to to look at the women of the Bible that we may learn from them. Amen? Amen. And see, yes. it takes a lot, of, a lot of effort on a person to seek, to spend time and seek God and be led yes. by his, his spirit. You know, people say, well, God gave a word, but I don't see it coming forth. You have to align yourself with that word. You know, when we try to do it ourselves, we're not we're not allowing God to move. We're moving in our own spirit. So that then when we see something, we're changing, altering what God said. And we're going in another pathway. And we, we think, okay, Lord, but you said this. But are you aligned with what God said? Or if God said, wait, are you waiting? Are you moving it, trying to move it in your time span? So it's not going to uh, go forth. 
you have to move and go as God said. His word, he cannot lie. But we can we can hinder what God has said. We have then we have to repent and come back to what God said, and we'll see God will lead us, and it does come to pass. Sarah chose to 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 it's a difference in help and free will. Yeah, you know her will was being done, not the will of God. But out of that came a baby, and a baby suffered because of it. Another woman suffered because of it. And and a nation was blessed, but it wasn't the promise. So there was something set in motion. That God didn't have a purpose, but he still went ahead and blessed it. So, it, it's yeah. a, you know, when he said a helpmate, we have to go before God. God, if God says it, then we have to get understanding what a helpmate means. Mm-hmm. You know, not our interpretation. God, what you intended for a helpmate? Because we're right. hearing something out of the Spirit of God. How can we do it unless we seek what God was saying? People say helpmate, they just run with it. What was God actually saying? And it's not what we have learned in the world. Behind every man is a good woman. They're not behind. They're together as one flesh. Because that's what God said. A man leaves from his mother's house and cleaves to his wife and they become one flesh. That's right. So that's that the word. is a world statement. And they already have disconnected it from the word of God. That's a good point that you're bringing out here, minister. That's good. That's good. That's right. That's right. That's why when I said that, I, I prefaced what I said. That's the world's vernacular. Because like mm-hmm. you said, God said that man yeah. and woman come one flesh. So there should be together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have learned those sayings, you know, and and I, I said a lot of things. Each one of us as women have learned many of us statements, many philosophies, and a lot of them don't line up with God's word. And then we try to build a house mm-hmm. not like God's will. We wonder why it's not working. You know, like yeah. Sister Jacqueline uh, said, we want to train our children as maybe we've been trained or or what we've learned a lot of times is not. You know, um, the Lord says, spare child the rod of correction. It doesn't mean always beating the fire to your children. The rod of correction is that is wisdom. Yes. And sometimes out of wisdom is necessary to whip your child. But it has to, even that has to be led by the spirit. Yes. Because every individual child is not the same. And only God knows the 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 chromosomes and everything that he created in a child. Some children can take a, a strong word and don't have to be what. Some children may have to be. But it's always a build up in, in correction. <clears throat> but I mean the 
going back to Sarah, you know, uh, there's a good example there. Very you know, good on yourself. Yes. And, and ultimately, like you said, we have to be obedient to the word of God. And um, I also like to start it out saying that um, it requires time. Like you you have to spend time with God. He has yeah. to make him part of your, your daily life. You know, um, he can't be, he can't be, you know, the, the man, the man on the side, you know, that you, you get with when you want something, you know. God wants to be first, and he says that he's a jealous God. And, mm-hmm. and, and that is requirement in order to be able to lead by the, be led by the Spirit and walk in that Spirit and that authority that we have been given through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. It requires a relationship, you know, and, and not just a yeah. casual relationship. No. That, you know, even like Eve, she wanted to help her. The devil talked to her. She wanted to help. She took it. So she's helping her husband take it. And what happened? Yes. Yes. You know. She said, right, um, I'm, I'm, it looks like I'm too old. Why don't you go in to my handmaiden? She invited, she invited the enemy into the home. You know, yeah. um, uh, it, it was not able to see, you know, the, the, the trick of the enemy. And neither yeah. and neither did her neither did her predecessor Eve, because Eve mm-hmm. entertained the enemy. And what we yeah. to do when he comes along, like the scripture says, it says, you know, rebuke the devil. Don't entertain him. But before you can even rebuke the devil, the previous scripture says, submit yourself to God. Mm-hmm. So 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 without being submitted to God. The devil really doesn't have to respect what you're saying if you're not serving God, because that's in order no of what power. the word. Says. Yes, there's no power r- ruling there. Right. You're subjected right. to the enemy right. because there's no blood covering you. There's no no word covering you. So you have no. Uh, you may say in your mind, "Well, I'm not. I no devil's gonna hurt me. No, that's out of ignorance." Because the word of God says only through the blood and the power of the word and the uh Jesus Christ your Lord Savior gives you dominion over that devil. If you right. don't have that, he has dominion over everything you have. Right. And I because make this he, he, he yeah. is the prince of this world. That's right. Yeah. Uh there was a, a part I was getting and I'm trying to remember it. Um Oh, we have this thing in the world, too. And and God here, when he tells, now he, he could have talked to them when they were young, but he didn't. He talked to them uh-huh. when was past childbirth age, according to the world, right. according to what they thought. But here God is trying to tell people, he has no age is under God. God does not see age. And I speak to the women that are older, uh, women that maybe have waited to have a child and think time has passed them. If you connect to God and line it up with God, God, there's no limit with God. And that's a worldly thing. 
uh, saying, well, I, I'm too old for love anymore. You know, maybe there's a widower. Maybe she thinks all her youth is, is spent. Yes, that's good. That's good. But God, there is no age. That's the world telling you, well, when you hit this age, it's over. No, it's not. Right. But God, is, is, he is the timekeeper. <laughs> he can renew what seems to the cobwebs and, and sweep out the cobwebs and renew a person. Amen. That, that's really good. And I, I pray that that encourages someone who listens later on. And I just want to add to that, um, that um, oftentimes people say, I'm going to borrow it from my pastor today. She says, um, you know, people say, um, welcome to the over 50 club. You know, once you turn 50, everything starts breaking down on you. And I myself, you know, I refuse to even confess that and subscribe to that because what people often say that and they don't realize that they're having what they say. You know, they start looking around mm-hmm. and then their bodies start breaking down at 50, but you've been confessing it. You've mm-hmm. been you've been accepting it. And 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 that that's not true. Like you said, age is unto God because I saw um I used to live across from this this um, Russian man when I was growing up young, and this man was, at the time, I was probably about maybe 18, 17, 18 years old. This man would go in his backyard and climb up his tree and cut and live at 74 years old, 80 years old. He was still very, very active. He would walk around. He was up every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning still had a sound mind, could carry on conversation, like some, he had more energy, I've seen, than some 20, 30-year-old man. Because, obviously, you know, he didn't, he didn't um, subscribe to that kind of thinking. You know, and it, it, it really is in your mind, like the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So if you believe that you're already, you know, you're no more good, or you're no longer useful, God can't use you or your life is over, that's the furthest thing from the truth because every day that God wakes you up, he has the potential of using you if you so desire. So, again, Mm -hmm. to anyone who has reached a certain age into thinking like Sarah was older, God is able, and he can do all things except fail. You know, we bought in, like you said, to the world's mindset about, you know, once you reach a certain age, like you can't do certain things. Now, I mean, there are some things that, you know, some topics and some things, especially clothing women, that are not even so much as that even age appropriate, sometimes even bodily appropriate, okay? You have to, you know, you think about those things, but for the most part, you're as young as you feel to be or, or desire to be. You don't have to be you know, because you get older, like you say, you don't have to think as if though, you know, life is over and you kind of lay down and die. You should live mm-hmm. every day grateful because it's a gift from God. Every day that he gives you, every day that he wakes you up, it's a gift. And, and you know, what do you do with gifts? You have to show appreciation when you receive a gift. So if you do that by living your life uh, that you can, you know, within reason and then according to the word of God. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, like to say, like you started mentioning, you know, anyone who has reached a certain age, be encouraged. 
If you're still alive and well and you can get up every day, thank God and be encouraged. Don't don't lay down and think that life is over because God can he still in the miracle working business. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yes. And every end is a new beginning, a new adventure. <laughs> when you hit 30, there are new things that God will do because you've never been 30 before. When you hit right. 40, it's a new door, a new passage. When you hit 50, it's a new passage. It doesn't stop because you hit 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever. There is a new passage. But that's not a concept in the world, but it's concept no. in God. If you li- if you take time to listen to God and go under His covering, He'll tell you. You know, at a certain age, you raise your children. You're no longer bound by schedules. You know, you have a free new freedom. There's so many things. You know, when you hit certain ages, there are new things in that age. Right. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot lie. Except from glory to glory, strength to strength. So what That's does that right. mean? And like you said, he, he, he died and he did not lie to Sarah when he told her she was going to still yet bear a child in her old age. And that she did in Isaac being that child of promise. And just in... um as you were saying, um, hello, Jacqueline. Hello. servant for the most part. You know, Hagar didn't okay. ask. She didn't invite herself in. She agreed mm-hmm. to, the plan, to the plan of Sarah. Mm-hmm. And so when um, when when uh, Sarah had told Abraham after the children, you know, Sarah then had Isaac and both the children were, um, you know, of age and Ishmael began to torment Isaac when Sarah said to Abram, tell, you know, send the mistress away, send, send Hagar away. And mm-hmm. Abraham, Abram, he really didn't want to do that because he was very much a man of God and wanted to take care because he, he, knew, he knew that that was part of his seed. But he took mm-hmm. heed to the word of God. You know, Abram, Abram um, at the time was, you know, truly he was one of those mentioned in the Bible that God even called a friend. Mm-hmm. And he had such a walk and such a close relationship with God that obeyed because God told him to obey. He didn't even stop to think. He didn't allow his emotions to get in the way. You know, he thought about it at first, but when God spoke to him, he, he stepped right up and he said, listen, whatever you say, because God told him, listen to your wife. Go with what she suggested. And when they sent, um, they sent Hagar away. And the point that I just wanted to make, because that even when Hagar, like I said, she, was, she didn't ask to come into this situation. She came into the situation, and um, as a result of her obedience, 
to her master, and, and the scripture talks about that, telling you how we are to be. We are supposed to respect the people um, in positions of authority over us, and that is what she did. And so when she found herself out in the desert with her son, she begins to cry. But the, when the Lord sent the angel to her, he said to her, you know, I hear the cries of the lad. Now, the kid could have been sad as well, too. He could have been sad just because his mother was sad because he was still yet a kid or even being sad about being in the desert and all. But the thing that I wanted to just to point out here that um, Hagar, you know, people often say that God, that's the seed of Abraham. That's why he blessed. But I also believe, too, that there had to be some sort of um, mercy that God was even extended to her because she was placed in a situation that she didn't ask to be in. And because this child is the seed, it was the seed also of Abraham, and God kept his promise. So that gave her um, um, connection to the promise of God, she being the mother of the child. He wasn't the promised seed, but God did say when he first um, told Abraham that I'm going to make you the father of every nation, that which I um, curses you I will curse, and that which blesses you I will bless. So she was able to still yet, you know, um, come into being, uh, what's the word I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, um, and receive a reward from the Lord just the mere fact of the role that she plays. And, again, not because she acts for it, but it was bestowed upon her, and God keeps his promises. So she was able to um, still yet receive water and not die out there in the land because when Sarah sent her away, she wasn't thinking about Hagar's provision. She just said she sent her away because now she realizes that, you know, it's a problem from the decision that she had made. So, you know, we oftentimes in, in, in Bible discussion, like you don't think about those things, but we serve a loving God. We serve a loving God, and he does not forsake his own. We're all his children. <laughs> we're all his children. And like um, that one time we were discussing, um, I believe it was Rebecca, uh, because she had, in her in her um, relationship with God, and I know I'm kind of going around a little bit, but this is, the, in fact, getting to her is where I really wanted to go because Rebecca, recall, God told Rebecca that she was going, that the younger was going to serve the older. And then she instituted a plan to uh, deceive her husband so that the younger child can be blessed. But what was she doing in essence? She was adhering to the word of God, was she not? Yeah. There's a lot of times something may look wrong, and that's another thing that God's people see. It's trusting God and not having your thought yes. on it. God yes. may say do something that you measure as wrong, but it's not. Yes. Because God determines what's right and wrong. Oh, and that, amen. There and you have to follow it, but that's that's leaving you what you think. It may bear everything against what you feel, 
whatever you say. And this is a Christian thing, too, I'm talking about. You know, yes. God may say do something, and it looks totally against his word, against what he says, but God knows what he's doing. You know, he, he but that was, that was prophesied. So that's going to come to pass. And I said Jacob, I meant Isaac. As, uh, I know that. Uh, I meant Isaac. And, uh, uh, but, uh, I, you know, God knows the intent of a person. He knows the beginning yeah. and the end. A lot of times we want to know, well, Lord, this, 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 and that. And he only gives us part. And all the, and the parts, because we don't have the other part, they seem, how can this be? It don't even seem right. Right. But you have to go back to who God is. He's a God lie. He does not have any evil in him. Right. And even though Sarah helped, God still had mercy on that woman and that child. Yes. Yes. He still had mercy, even though they were not the true promise, still had mercy. Because, yes. you know, when I read that, they threw him out in the desert. You know what a yes. desert looks like? Yes, right, right. They didn't have anything. But God heard the cry and then made a way and told that woman what her son would be able to do. Sometimes we're in a, a desert because we have sinned or, or, or not because of our own doing. Because she didn't ask. She was a servant. So she had to obey what Sarah said. Right. It wasn't an idea to sleep with Sarah's husband. Sarah brought the woman. And you look at the 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 conflict of children. This boy was the oldest. And then this other child comes and it's it seems like he's more blessed, but maybe more loved, I don't know. There's gonna be a conflict for interest of the father. But this was all set in motion by Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. it covers so much uh, because it might be someone that whatever their parents did has caused them that child conflict and that child's paying the penalty of the conflict. But this, in everything, God has made provision. But he, he, it's like uh, we're learning uh, the word of God. But that the word of God covers all of this. He said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. There are children that don't know the wisdom of God and think that they're cursed because of what the parent has done. God can still bless you, come under the covering. Mm-hmm. Amen. And change the circumstances for your life and change what seems to be a curse into a blessing. But it, it, it you got to come into the in the covenant with God. <clears throat> and that's accepting Jesus Christ. We're not talking about a religion. We're talking about a relationship. It's two different things. But go on, sister. Amen. Amen. And I'm um thank you for um adding to that and sharing because that's just so important. Um, God, his word even says when you read the word of God, that's why the Bible says study to show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, 
of the gospel because you really have to know what God's word says as opposed to acting on our own uh, senses and thinking and, and we that are being born in the world, where the Bible says we're born into sin, into iniquity. It, um, there are things that um, we're still living from the sins of the fathers, you know, the generational curses, like you have generational blessings, and these are things that are, are showing up in bloodlines every day across the, the globe in people's lives, unbeknownst to them, but unless you let the word of God in to cleanse you and to and to empower you, you'll you'll always be kind of um flying at a half half fast, so to speak. And you'll not be able to soar. Like Isaiah says. Isaiah says, Those that wait on the Lord will mount up like eagles and they will soar. And I'm just paraphrasing it so God is telling us that we have to wait on him. We have to get the instruction from God lest we perish. Yep. And the Bible says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And how can I use knowledge? the knowledge to how to use it? How can I hold on to something if I don't know the wisdom of God? How can I wait on God? unless the Spirit teaches me how to. And, and this is it's a, it's a, um, a blessing when I started. I just had mentioned quickly there about um, Rebecca. She made what may have looked like she had plotted against her husband. That was her way, again, maybe she was helping God out, but she heard the word of the Lord, and that was her move that she decided of what God had said. The younger was going to serve, the older was going to serve the younger. The blessing was going to be on the youngest one. Because remember, when those boys were fighting in her womb and she prayed, she prayed and it said. And God told her. So she didn't really help God. She was lining up with what God said. Man, exactly. the man it would say she was de- uh, deceiving. She wasn't. Because when the children were fighting in her womb, she knew, you know, there's a natural process. And if something's going on and you don't understand it, the best thing to do is see God for understanding. You know, and he says, my people, she sought God. And what did God tell her? Yeah. The young will yeah. serve, the, the, the older will serve the young. So she knew it was the will of God that that boy was supposed to receive that. But the tradition was the oldest was too. But that, here we go, God does the opposite. Right. Man's traditions. He says, he, he, Jesus, when he was uh, part of his um, earthly ministry, he told the Sadducees and the Pharisees, are you going to obey God or are you going to stick to man's, um, to man's traditions? And that their lives are for a great deal of people wanting to stick to man's traditions as opposed to adhering the commands of God. Mm-hmm. And see, that was going on back then. It's going on now. It's still. What, what the, no, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Scripture, there, you, yeah. you can go to the Word and find every situation 
on earth. You can find some scripture about it, and God will give instruction on what to do and how to do, but that's just it. The people are not, they're not following after God. They're not studying his word to, to do. And emotions, because we say, well, God, you don't understand what I'm going through. How would God that created everything created yourself, your brain, your lungs, your body? Every vein in your body was created by God. And God doesn't know what you're going through. I used to say that out of ignorance because he said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. But God will come to you to teach you because the spirit of truth will teach you all things. And it will teach you to not say that because it's unwise. When God says, when Job, he told Job, where was you when I created the heavens? So he was letting them know, come out of that. Yes. When he was yes. listening to it. And that um, also, too, we were um, in keeping in line of what we're okay. talking about with obeying God's word and, and, um, and comparing it when it comes to, you know, following the traditions of men. Lot's wife, perfect example, perfect example, he was, when, when the Lord delivered them out of Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham prayed again that his people would be okay and nothing would happen to them. God gave Lot and his family a way of escape because of the blessings in the covenant that he had made with Abraham. But what yep. does Lot's wife do? She could not resist the ways of the world. And she turned around and looked back. And she became the pillar of salt. But that's a perfect example of when when God tells you what are you going to do, you know, his judgment still can fall. And that's what the, I believe that the world kind of um, has gotten away from and has not seen. Though God has a love and he is graceful and he's merciful, God also has a wrath. And Lot's wife fell into that judgment and that wrath at the time because he said it. The angel of the Lord told her, you know, said to her, don't look back. Don't look back. And when she went to looking back, she received her reward. What she thought that she was missing, God certainly gave her what she went to look back for. And that's where her life ended when she went back. And she looked Mm -hmm. back instead of of, of of moving forward and trusting God, she made a she made a a, a, a life changing split decision in that very moment, and it took her life. Yes, and see, even uh, and people don't want to tell the truth. They can't, you know, what is that? Uh, tell nothing but the truth when they tell you in yeah. court. Okay. Yeah. We as Christians are not telling people the whole truth. We're telling part. God is love. God is also correction. God is also a blessing and curse. He said, you choose. And and like she did, was given instructions. They were spared because of Abraham's prayer. They were in the midst of this filth. But God delivered them out because of Abraham's prayer. When they, he said, do not turn back. 
It could be women. God has told them, sojourn out of something. Take your children and go. Do not look back. And because we have not, like you say, get before God. Pray for God's strength. Pray that God's spirit be mighty in you and that he crucifies flesh. That's what God, Jesus, did in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed that his flesh would line up because he was seeing the cross and the abuse. But he had to say, not my will, but thy will be done. Right. In the pain and the suffering that he knew he had to go through, yes. He, yes. But he still obeyed God, yep. Yeah. So if God is saying, you know, we take these scriptures, uh, lit, not literally. We take them like it's a black and white thing on this paper. But this is real. You could be sojourning out of something, and your strength is to move forward. If you look back, that's where you'll go back. The enemy will draw you back into something. They may eventually destroy your children. It may be drugs. It may be the life that you've been in and the environment you've been in, gang, whatever. God says to sojourn, sojourn the faith. God says, don't look back, don't look back. But like uh, my sister said, Jacqueline, she was given instructions, all of them. She chose to turn and back and look. She did. She did. And um, I just want to read um, this passage here in Genesis. Um, Genesis chapter 19. I'm going to read. Um, I'm reading in um, we study in the King James ver- uh, version. Okay. But I'm gonna hear from the uh, the New King James version just to um, go into the instruction of what had really happened here with Sodom and Gomorrah when it was destroyed. Um, verse twelve says, "Then the men cast a lot. These are the angels. Have you anyone else here?" Sons-in-law, your sons, your daughters, because now, isn't this something? Because Lot only left with his wife, two daughters, but he mm-hmm. had other things. That's why Abraham was praying for him. They weren't saved. Those other family members, they had gotten caught up into the into the things of the world. So then it says yep. here, it says, um, son, son-in-laws, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke. Look, he spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters. And say, get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But to his sons-in-law, he seems to be joking. When the morning dawned, angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, arise. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, so they literally... And mind you, while they telling this a lot, 
lot is still kind of, you know, uh, lallygagging. So they took took hold of his head, his wife's head, and the hands of his two daughters. The Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. They literally had to snatch him up and move because the hand of God was moving in that instance. Then it says here, verse 17, so it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Because God was wiping everything out. Yeah. Now, he, he says, said, don't stay in the plain. He said, go to the mountains. He said, go to the And he told him, if you don't, this is what can happen to you. You will be destroyed. But here we say, God says, the Lord God destroyed, sent them to those angels to destroy that area. But where are we saying God is, he, God will not destroy people. God won't do that. That's not no, what the scripture says. No, that's the not. Lord. Yes, he would. He had the wrath. Yes he, yes, he did. Yes, he did. And then it goes on here to say, and this is Lot speaking, then Lot said to them, please, no, my Lord. He's telling them no. He said, indeed, now, your servant, and re- look, Lot got this enough. Look how he recognized. He says, indeed, now, your servant, found favor in your sight, and you have increased your mercy, which you have shown me by saving my life. But I cannot escape yeah. to the mountains lest evil overtake me and I die. See now, he said here, see now this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Please let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. Said to him, see I have favored you concerning this thing also, in that I will not overthrow this city. Because it was a little small city for which you have spoken. He said, hurry, escape there, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. God had to, listen, they had to get out so fast because when they struck the land, God consumed it all. He said, that's why he told them, get off the plane because he was taking it all. Oh. Therefore, the city was called Zoar. And it says here, the sun had risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zoar. That was that little space they went to. Then the Lord rained brimstone. The Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom. That fire came from heaven, from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew yep. those cities, all the plagues, all the inhabitants of the city, and what grew on the ground. He consumed it all with fire. But here we go here. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Now, after all that she had just seen, she seen the fire come down. And the angel already had told her, do not look behind you. She thought she too, just like the sons-in-law thought that Lot was joking. They thought the angel was joking, but his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. God is not a man that he should lie, and when he says a thing, he really means what he says. 
And we today have received such grace and such mercy. Thank God. People say this often like it's a cliche, but I tell you something. I thought this needs to give me. Okay. Thank God for Jesus, who is now sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Because we still ain't always getting it right, but in the name of Jesus, when you pray to the Father, in the name of Jesus, the mercy goes out for you. The grace is extended to you. Although you can't keep pushing God because you see how Lot, Lot, even Lot didn't do go right where the angel had told him to go because the angel told Lot, go up into the mountains. But even Lot, because of the, tra- tra- the traditions and the things that he had heard, he thought he would have been in danger. So he didn't want to go there. And ergo, when, and when you read down in history, Lot, when he went to that little city where his daughters um, convinced him to sleep with them, got him drunk, and they slept with him and, and so that they could, they could populate the area in which they were, there came the Moabites and the Ammonites who still yet were not, um, they became enemies of God's people after the fact because of their lifestyle and their idolatry and their, their, yep. their, their choices of living. That's why they became enemies of God because, remember, Lot was part of, he's not part of Abraham's seed, but he was Abraham's people. And Abraham mm-hmm. had sought and prayed for, and God, um, Lot received that um, favor because of him being related to Abraham. That's why he was blessed. Not so much that he was a deceived, but he was was a relative. And God looked out for Abraham, even his relative. But Lot's wife, being so consumed and so distracted with the things of the world, look what happened to her. Mm People don't understand. When God, <laughs> yeah. When you you when you're receiving some godly influence, you have to take you have to take heed to godly counsel. They received godly counsel and didn't say it. No. Because that was you know, the angel of the Lord that told them. So was that not that was that not godly counsel? Mm-hmm. The angel was speaking on behalf of the Lord. Yeah. This is so relatable to much of this, what's going on. This is so relatable to so much. You know, but people yes. say, well, that's not, that's crazy. But if you're spiritually discerned, you're looking straight at the stuff right now. And people don't know the areas that God is going to destroy eventually because of the, the perversion. I would yep. think God has changed. If God didn't condemn, uh, if God condemned condemned it then, he's condemning it now. Because he's the same God. He's the same God. That's right. That's right. He does not favor sin. He gave an nope. atonement sin. We had in the Old Testament atonement, you know, that veil and all that. And Jesus came for a new atonement. Yes, grace. But grace is not without the word of God. And it gives us the ability to overcome things because the commandments they couldn't even keep. 
So he gave him grace to overcome those things. So we have no excuse when we remain in sin. And anybody that says sin will not be punished is a liar. That's right. If you continue in it, after you would have received grace, you know, you can be going through a struggle to get get delivered. That's covered under grace. But continue rebellion is not. It's not. You're heading for a reprobated mind where God will say, I'm not coming no more. And nothing can live without the power of God because your breath of life comes from him. Some of us will have to learn that in the fullness while we're laying on the deathbed. And God will come and understand and tell us, do you think that your strength kept you? That's right. You know, we're we're looking at, if you look at the world and what's going on, things are being destroyed in moments. You know, he said separate. When you When you don't have the counsel of God, and we're talking about women, Women that have God has called, women that God has set in positions, and you're you're not seeking God and learning the counsel of God. You can put your children in environments when God says separate, and you have no you are not knowing the fullness what that environment can seep into your child, the curses it can bring into the bloodline of your child, into the cells of your child, to where it draws them. And God is, you know, here this woman, uh, even Lottie, survived. But because of that environment, his daughters would turn around and sleep with the father. Uh-huh, because of that environment, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, was okay. they were told that, so many immoralities was okay. So the mere yeah. thing that these angels refuse a woman would rather mm-hmm. sleep with God. They had no sense of holiness. No right. boundary. That they would sleep with the angels. As though God That's- would not condemn it. But you look at now what people are saying is acceptable. It's getting all the way crazy. It's already... Minister Melinda, it is all the way crazy. You cannot now. I, I like there are certain TV shows like I like crime dramas and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I like plots, and, you know. I like to see people investigate things and and find out yeah. truth and things of that nature. Suspense, but you can't watch a regular TV show. There's a there's a gay relationship on every situation that you pretty much can find. To women, to men. It, they have utterly made it the norm in Hollywood. There is not a show that is on we, pretty much. They got is not some sort of, of the new is going to be very sexual and very promiscuous, yeah. and there are no more uh, families are now accepting no boundaries, Every, and the enemy has to thinking what we would normally. Our parents would say, even our, now, we look and say, that ain't right. And we have any sense. But it has become so distorted, the enemy has blinded them, that there are things going on that 
those that see know there's no way that could never happen in my household when I was growing up. There's no way my parents are telling their kids it's okay. Yeah. They're telling uh, there's no boundaries. And we wonder why it's rampant where mothers are sleeping with their daughters' boyfriends. Brothers and sisters are sleeping together. And we'll say it on national TV. Uh, I love my brother. You know, they're going to have, they're going to go off and uh, live secretly. And some of them Uh have tried to marry. You know, but Uh it's, but this was Sodom and Gomorrah. This is what it was. This is what it was. That's right. But you know what? Yeah. Because sin. Yeah, it reached, it reached heaven. It made God sick. Yeah. And some tell you that, well, God won't do this. You better read your word. You better read your word. It's right. There are things that I know that by the Spirit of God, there's disasters going to happen in areas. Uh-huh. There's going to be a lot of death in certain areas. And 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 people, but, but you know what? <laughs> God is telling them to come out, come out, and they're they're saying uh, the world ain't listening, but they are God's people that He's saying come out. And you know what happens when God says in Revelations when He says get off the roof and, and come out of there and leave. Don't go back to go. Pack nothing. Is that not like Sodom and Gomorrah? That's just like it. That's just like it. He says, don't pack anything. Leave. Yeah. Come yeah. out of the cities to the to the alpha, but they go out in other areas. That's that's in Revelation. It's the last part of this. It is. It uh, is. You know, those that are going to hear what God says, they they will survive. But those that don't, they won't. In the world, listen, like you said, he when uh-huh. he destroyed he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone. And he said uh-huh. the scripture says I'm finding now where he said when he Not comes back the next time Sodom and Gomorrah but a light affliction. Earth will not be destroyed by war or the fire. That's right. So God really has a plan for the earth, and, and but they're not listening. And I, I pray for the mothers, the women of God, that they will they will stay focused. Yes. Your children will not survive anything without God. Without you God. can try to put a hedge, a natural hedge around them. You can stay up all night, worry about them. You could try to sneak around and watch them, but you are not the protection. There's only one hit speak plan, and that's by God's word. You, it has to be lined up. There's no counterfeit split. I mean, counterfeit. There's no secret door. There's no other door but Jesus Christ. That's why God said there's no other way. You come any other way, you come as a thief. He is the truth and the light. Yeah. Right. No man come to the Father except by him. Yeah, it's being lined up with God's word, trusting him. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with salvation. 
you know, the mothers, all of this. We're talking about the women of God. You look at the Old Testament and you'll look at the beginning, the the middle part, the end part. They're all in there, these women. Yes, yes. You'll see the ones that heed to God and they were able to say, you know, we're at a place now that this salvation, we're talking about the second death because there's a free will. Uh-huh. You, the, your only hope for them is to stay focused around us. The angel came to to uh, Joe and them. They all had free will there to obey the instruction, but they came to him to save all of his family and those that co- that were connected to him. What happened to them people that didn't come? What happened to his wife? She chose to turn around. They all fell off. Yes. Yeah, but we have a a a uh, a new contract by Jesus. The scripture in the in, in, I think it's in Matthew. If one stands, the promise of God says, "I will save that household." We have been given a better covenant. So if if I stand in what God has told me, and my child wants to walk in rebellion, but God has promised me His soul, I'm not I'm not one for His flesh, you know. But that's that's going in to standing before God and understanding what dimension God is telling you. You know, is God showing you? that your child is, it, it keeps rebelling and you told them everything that you need to do, then what? Do you become disencouraged or you go back to God and say, God, I've done everything, now what? God will give an answer. Tell that soul for whatever it's going to take. What about Jesus? <laughs> you know, the scripture that says uh, 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 he gave of his only begotten son. That we be saved. That we will be saved, yep. Was that a sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. What about Mary? What about the mother of Christ? He was an infant. He was born out of her womb. She nurtured him. She breastfed him. She, all of it. She didn't have no emotions for that child. But she knew what God had told her. And then she would see it. Her child being whipped. Her child being persecuted. She, you know, she, she got... Knew, she, all, she knew it was yeah. the will of God, but she, she knew... It was the will of God. But she only got part of it when she was young. Yeah. You know, we she went part... The, yeah, the fulfillment of it was before her faith. And her son would take on all the sin of the world. And he hadn't done anything. Just think of that. He that he that knew no sin became sin for us. Yes. But then yeah. this was a woman that loved her baby. We are women that love children. Yes. Yes. Don't understand. The, the the sacrifice that Jesus Christ gave us. And we think our yeah. children are exempt, but that word yeah. is real. And 
times we they in the Stay spirit, right God, yeah, He may give you a revelation what's going to happen to your child, but He says, "I will, I will save his soul." Can we be like Mary? Yes. This is the ultimate protection and the devotion that you have for your children. Is it to give them things because you think something's going to happen? Is it for you to lose sight of God and then and, and knowing that if you don't stay focused and stand, where will your child be? Eternal, eternal damnation of life is too. Eternity with God or hell. Which one would you choose for your child? These women were. There's so much stories in each one of these women we have. Uh-huh. So much power that God has given unto women. We can use it rightfully, or we can set hell open. Yes, and it, it's so. Um, I thank you for what you just said about um, how. God gave his only begotten son and sometimes, you know, as mothers, sometimes we we um we uh treasure our children. You know, and mm. we try to love and we try to protect them from hurt, harm and danger when God sacrificed his only begotten son. And the scripture says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God deliver delivers us out of them all. So that's why we need to read the word because it will remind us that our children are not exempt. That they're that they're not special. You know, yet they're our children and we love them. But God gave his only begotten son that through him we could live and we could have life eternal. Excuse me, so if he could sacrifice his son, who are we to think more highly of our children than we ought to? We must realize that if we don't lead our children into truth and we don't pray for them and we're not training them up in the way that they should go so that when they get older, if they make a mistake, they'll have something to fall back on. Because that's the pulling force. That's the yes. pulling thing that can save your child. That's the tie line yes. from hell. That's why God says train them, because they'll have the option to yay or nay. But that seed planted cannot be destroyed. That may be their last salvation when they're out there in that world. And that praying mama, how many women, how many sons, I've seen this in these churches growing, you know, growing as I grew in God because I didn't go to churches. But I grew as a child in God watching the churches, little these little churches we used to go to. I see grown men crying, lived a life of hell and destruction. And they said it it wasn't for my praying mama. Yes, or my praying grandma. Yes. I would not be here. They have gone on to be ministers. Yes. That that life of holiness, of righteousness is powerful. Women have prayed nations through. Yes. Yes. But Lord. not but by the Spirit of God. Yes, Lord, yes. 
yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, and, and, and when you say, uh, because when we turn around and get so uh, sighted by us not understanding who we are in Christ, we make little demons, and we'll call them our babies. You've given your child everything when God told you not to give them some certain things. You, you told them that evil is good because you don't want to chastise uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, they, there's so much, you know, that's why the wisdom of God, you know, you go to Isaiah 54, a wise woman, and understand, because part of that, he said, the Lord thy God will raise my children. And this, this was a woman that wasn't married. Yeah. But, you know, she was married and then a widow with a state, her husband wasn't around. That, look at that, how that covers women that don't, that husbands have left. Women that have made mistakes. And God has said, I now cover you as my wife. Yes, yes, yes. And, and we are, we're so full of ignorance at times. And I'm not talking against nobody because I was there. I'm talking of experience. And we'll get mad at God. Well, everybody else has a husband. I don't. But the Lord God is saying he's your husband. He's better than any husband in that world. He has covered you and said, I take you as my bride. I will provide. I will bless you. I will cover your children. They are mine. Right, he said, I'll, I'll look after your seed, seed. That's right, amen. Amen. Yeah. amen. amen. Yeah. You know, the knowledge of what yeah. uh, is saying as far as the women of God, we have so many examples. Yes. Things that were done to them that were crooked, but God turned around and made it right. Mm-hmm. You know? They, they, their wounds were closed up, and God said because they went to prayer. I said, Lord, she, she, I was supposed to be the first wife, but my father gave uh, what is it, land to uh, get the right one with Rachel and them, and land her sister. But Rachel's the one that he, Leah. but God, because uh, land do that, he really didn't want her. She had nothing to do with that. Her dad deceived that man. Right, right. She fell. Yeah. And, and, and Rachel's was closed. Then Rachel cried out to God. Then Rachel conceived. Look what God can do when we're in situations that are not right. Yes. But only I can do that. Women, are uh, because of lack of knowledge, are becoming depressed. Some of them suicidal because they were going to child in a wound that's not open. There's nothing God can't do. But because we've been taught a religious thing, we don't know how to connect to God. If you have not had the word of God taught to you, you know, you're out there in space. You won't know, yes. Yeah, I was like that. I didn't know the power of God. 
I was mad at God. I even cursed God because, but I cursed the God that these people talk about. This, it wasn't a spiritual God. When I became connected to the source, I found out the truth. That's where that's where his that's where you spoke earlier about how God knows us. He knows our intent of our heart. He knows your very motive about everything that you do. So he knew that um, you know you had already you had, had some strikes against you. You wasn't born into fear territory. He already knew that you your your about your childhood and things of that nature. So some of your feelings, irregardless of whether one would agree or not agree. God understood where it came from. And that's why scripture says, I will have mercy on who I will have mercy on. And I will curse those who I decide to curse because only God. So where we are at today in this world, you know, um, I often encourage uh, people and tell them, listen, get in where you fit in. Irregardless of what you've done in the past, if you want a better future, Follow after God now. I, yeah, we, we none of us have perfect track records with God. He's yes. the with the perfect track. We don't. None of us have perfect track records. We all have a story that we can tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord and what He's done for us and how He how He how He made me and how He built me up and how He filled me with the Holy Ghost. So we we can all testify to those things when I think about the goodness of the Lord. Because regardless of what you, what you've experienced in your life or who you want to call on, you know when it all comes down to it, there is a God in heaven who sits high and looks low. And when you were in your deepest, darkest moment, and you yeah. you looked up to him, and you asked God yeah. to come into your life, he did not forsake you. And he looked yes. out for you, and he made a way out of no way, out of right. no way. Yeah. Many of them, I'm yeah. sure they can testify and say, I don't know yeah. how yeah. it happened. I don't know why it happened. I only deserve it for it to happen, but it yeah. happened. People, people being being in places and shooting taking place and guns jamming. Yeah. Now, I've heard a whole lot of those stories. It wasn't no, but God, but God, yeah. but God. So when That's, you, you know, think about that, when He says, "I was a God to you when you didn't know me," you know, God don't love her, but God, they don't know because their eyes are blind. That God's been walking with you and protecting you for so long. You know, they have a natural understanding. They'll say, I know I should have been dead, but but when the true revelation comes, you know, and there's scripture, he says, before uh, God comes with judgment, the whole earth will be preached, the word of God. Okay, my, 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 my Passover, when I was getting ready to take my life, I, God put it in my spirit. To ask if there's a living God, you know that opened the doorway to God. You know it wasn't a earthly God I was praying to. I already know that God, and I left it a long time ago. It was a a living God. If you are real, see God didn't let me kill myself. He gave me the opportunity to know Him before I left here. Yes. If man don't, God will come. 
his yes. hand, his hand reached down. His hand reached down and grabbed you up. He 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 saw. He saw when nobody else when nobody else could see. Because listen, remember when most people go to take their lives, they they isolate themselves. They somewhere mm-hmm. secluded. They don't want nobody to stop them. And for those that yeah. who are stopped, who else could it have been but God? But God, yeah. And he's when he'll reach all this. Nobody else. Uh, yes, into the Father's place. When you're all alone, there's still a God, a living God. He sees everywhere where man don't even know where you. You know, there's that scripture he says, he said there in the miry clay, you know, in a pit. You know, it's like being a slimy pit and you're losing your mind. You're trying to crawl up and you can't get a grip. See, God says he'll reach down there and get you. Yep. Now, there's people way out like she said, isolated. Like he told David said in one of the Psalms, if I make my bed in hell, he'll be with me. Because he is the all-knowing God. Yes. Yes. See, David came to a knowledge to know who God was. He was making a statement. There's no way I can run from God. The only help I have is God. If, If I go down, I will never forget the day God gave me that scripture. And I, when I was going through some living hell as a Christian, fighting wars, fighting spiritual wars, trying to stand because everybody in my household didn't didn't want it, but yet God told me, having one stand, I saved the household. I was fighting for salvation, fighting for my children's life. And God said, Linda, where can you go? And He put me in that storm, and He said, when David said, if I make my bed in hell. God said, if you go to hell, I'll be down there. Nowhere yet. That's what he said. Look to me. It don't matter what hell is going on. Look to me. I'm your source of strength. You know? And uh, I'm going to let you go because I'm going to go. Um, That's all right. Let the Lord use you. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about Eve don't look important sometimes, people think. Uh, women have been made to think that they're not of value, but that's a lie from the pit of hell. Uh, there's such power. You know, and I love this. There's a scripture in here, I can't find it now, when God was creating the heavens and earth and creating human beings. He, there's a scripture, and I'm going to find it and mark it. He said, out of one blood, all nations were made. One blood. You know what? When you understand the word of God, half of this foolishness that we are doing now is just that to God. Racism comes from the pit of hell. You are my brother and sister. We were more all made in the one blood. Talk about it. Mm One blood. But you know what? I can't say everybody's my. We're all created by God. That's what I'm saying. You know, you can't divide people. You can't say this person's not worth this. That's your natural crazy mind. And we have wars out of this natural crazy mind. We have poverty out of this natural crazy mind. We have all kinds of evil, segregation, uh, lynching, killing, wars out of this ignorant mentality. Let me tell you, he said, those that do the will of my father, 
of my brothers and sisters. That separates us. That's the only thing that separates us. And that's God separates. That's right. Because his kingdom will not have none of this in it. And until you come to the cross and ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you're counted like the rest of them. I'm going, to, he, I'm going to share the 1726 and hath made uh, of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and have determined the times before appointed in the bounds of their habitation. One blood. That's in Acts chapter that 17. One blood. That's why I don't listen to that craziness. One blood. Right. You can call me. You can call me a monkey. You can call me an ape. You can talk, call anything you That's want. Right. One blood. I'm none of them. I'm none of them. We are not black, right. white. That's man's creation. We are all people of all color because God made us like the rainbows of heaven, unlike right. the beautiful flowers. And we were all those that choose to take Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior shall walk as one, one nation under God, who created us in the beginning out of one blood. And he's the one that determined the boundaries. I'm going to interject right now, and I'm going to read this. This is Paul in Acts, and he's talking to the men of Athens, and he says here, I'm I'm reading um, Acts chapter 17, verse Mm -hmm. 22. I'm going to start there. And it says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship him, I declare unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, as in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and have determined the times before appointed in the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. In the times of this ignorant God, we have but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Because he has a the day in which, in the which, he will judge the world in righteousness by that yes. man whom he has ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men in that he has raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. 
So Paul departed from among them. How be it certain men claimed unto him and believed among the which was Dionysius, the Arapagate, and a woman named Damaris and others with them. So he's saying here, listen, y'all want to talk about the unknown God, and he say you're doing it in ignorance because when you really can talk about you can see it anywhere and talk about God. You can't talk about God unless you realize there is but one God. God. Who created yes. the heavens and the earth. And by one drop of blood created he all nations. And if your yes. God can't say then you need to check that God. Because there's only Thank one God of all. Yes. And see, I know that. I didn't know that, but the spirit knew it. But as a child, I rejected that dumb God, that ignorant God. It was taught to me. It did not make no sense. Yeah, and I knew something was not right. I was seeking after a living God and didn't even know it. It wasn't until that day when God came in my house and revealed to me, I am the God that you were looking for. He's, and I said, if if you're if they if you're real, I would know and read that word later and find out what I sought after. He said there are many gods, but there is one living God. And I said, God, you're real. God came in my home. It touched my soul. To no man has ever touched me like that. No red, no spirit has ever touched me like that. My hands immediately went up and I began to weep. I've never done that. And I, I just wept and wept. I said, oh, my God. You're real. Yeah. And God, yes, yeah. I am. And I said, you the God that wanted to Yes, I am. Then hell's real. It is. And God put in my vocabulary many times when the Spirit of God fell on me. And I stood up and I testified. I said, the God I serve is real. And he's not a little bitty God. He is a mighty God, able to save the, the captive. Because I've been sick. And he said, he t- I told him, I said, and my God has parted the Red Sea. And he is still parting seas for me. I felt stood before obstacles that people try to put in front of me and, and their demon spirits were laughing. You ain't getting through. Whether it be a racist spirit, God said, I'm the God that parted the Red Sea for to watch me part this one. And I saw God open the door that they said they were going to shut. And I see God shut the doors that people try to open on me. This, this stuff is powerful. He is a God that's able to Thing. Ain't no dead God going to do it. Ain't no, 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 uh, what you call it, what this. And Paul said it all. He said it all. God put people and told them they can live here and there. We set the boundaries. We set and told people, no, you can't live here. You got to live over here. We started that craziness. That's not what God started. That's right. Man to live in peace. We didn't cause these wars. When God comes in with destruction, He's coming with righteousness. He's cleaning the junk up. 
because of the that's evil. Why, and that's yeah, why we, we must. That's why we must get into right fellowship with the Lord, that He may He may enter us in and, and, and teach us. Yeah. Things that we know not of, because we're walking around here, and and I'm saying we, because. You gotta talk about all of us, the body of Christ, the saved and the unsaved. Yeah. Because we all all God's creation. If you have a relationship with him, that sets you apart. But we are all yeah. God's creation. And I, I will implore anyone if you don't have a relationship with God with the one true living God, that you need to get a relationship with God. And it's as simple as you Getting up, um, you, you don't have to even bend down. It's not because it's not about your posture. It's about Amen. the content of the heart. It's about what's in your heart. And if your heart has gotten to that point where you said, you know, you did have to be something more, and you want and you want to know the one true living God, you want to know that God of all creation who 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 created man with with the one blood then I would encourage you to take some time aside and ask God to come into your life. You don't have to be anything that's rehearsed. You don't have to go according to any particular structure or format. But the word no. of God that in Romans, it says here, and I'm going to read this, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in that it believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth fashion is made unto salvation. For the scripture says Yes, he's going to come in your heart, and your mouth's going to confess to Jesus Christ the Lord. Because God gives you the wisdom and the understanding of what's real. And like Sister Jacqueline said, don't have to be no long, no long prayer. All I ask is, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And he did. Immediately the Spirit of God came in my own. And everything else followed. Then I said, Lord, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I began to accept things, you know, God was telling me. I didn't have the full knowledge of this word, but the Spirit will lead you and tell you. You need to be born again, Belinda. The Lord said you're weak. You need to belong. You need to go where the body is. I didn't know what that was. But that's script. The body is the body of Christ. Those that believe in Jesus Christ, believe in salvation, believe in the word of God. Those are the body. And that that's not just a building. You know, that's why Jesus told him, well, my, your mother's out there. He let them know. That was his natural mother. But he said, my, he told them, my family, those that believe in Jesus, he said to do the will of God. How can you do the will of God unless you have respected Jesus Christ, your Lord says, how can you do anything without God? You know, those that do the will of God in my family, they're everywhere. We know each other when we see each other. We can be perfect strangers. But the 
the spirit will bear witness to the, the spirit of God. It's not going to bear witness and be uh, connected to a devil. Sister Jacqueline is my sister in Christ. She's more my sister than my natural sister. That's right. When they're not saved and not walking with the Lord, same here, minister. That's right. Oh, there's a separation. There's not there. You love them, but there's not that connection. That's right. And when when your sister, brother, your natural sister, brother gets saved, it's a greater connection. You love in a different level. Level that you've right. never known. Yes. Yes. And with Did that, I'm said, that God. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, we get close to the time. No worries. No worries. Because I, I, I know, I know your heart is in the right place, and I know that mm-hmm. you feel led to encourage. So that's why I'm going to ask you at this moment: Will you pray for yes. for the lost, for those who have yet to come to to know Christ? Please pray yeah. a prayer of salvation those that may listen to this call afterwards. Yes. I pray with all sincerity before God, the living God that's able to set the captives free, able to, to save and to heal, to pull down the stronghold. I pray for anybody that is saying right now, there has to be something more than just this. It is. It's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not a religious thing. It's not you going to church on Sunday and being leaving, coming empty and void and leaving empty and void. It's coming to connect with Jesus Christ. It's you saying, Lord, there is, there is answers for you. There is hope for you. There is healing for you. But it's through the cross that Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't give up. Ask God to come and reveal himself to you. Let God manifest himself to you. The living God. Some of y'all have grown up in the church and never have accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. You have been told that this Jesus a fire God. And it's made you hate. God, but God is not what a lot of what they're saying. Don't leave this earth without knowing the true and living God. You don't breathe without God. It's a God that knew you before you were even put in your mother's womb, that he knew that every hair on your head was numbered. That's how much God cares for you. That's how much he knows about you. He loved you from the beginning. He gave his only begotten son. He didn't give it in a mist. He seen you down the tunnel of time. He knew what would happen to you. And all those that say, well, if God loved me, how did all this evil? Because a man in his own choices. The evil that is on this earth is because of our choices we make. It's not the choice and the will of God. God is love. He's holy. He's he's kind. He's loving. Yes, and he disciplines. Not in the form that people have done for those that have been abused. Try him. 
fire for yourself. Lord, I pray that you come in dreams. I pray, God, that you come in visions before any of them. Lord, leave this earth, whether it's they're always on the verge of suicide. God, come to them. Let them have that, that, that understanding that you're real. Lord, let them know the truth. Not the ignorant God, but the God of truth. Before they send themselves to hell, God. We pray, God, in intercession for them, God. We pray, God, that just like we were spared, God, from from death. We were spared from entering into hell, God. You revealed yourself to us. Lord, that's what we're praying, God. We're praying that you, be, where there's no hope, God, that you bring hope, true hope, Lord. God, don't let them be deceived to think that these things of the world is hope. Lord, they see, oh, God, please, in Jesus' holy name. We believe, God, that our prayers so touch those. God, there are some that are in pits, and they've been crying for so long, and they want to get out, Lord. But they have no knowledge because they've been ignorant to the fact of God or who you are, Lord Jesus. Some that are laying in their own blood, that's what you said, in filth, God. And thinking that's the only life that they'll ever have. The devil's a liar. Jesus Christ is real. God is real. And his love and power is real. I pray, God, that you open the doors to them. That their eyes of understanding and light got the, the scales come off their eyes. That they can receive you, Jesus Christ. That they can know you, Lord. And they can come to the knowledge of how much you love them. In the name of Jesus, we pray this prayer, Father. We pray with all sincerity, God. Lord, we wouldn't do this. We wouldn't set the time aside, God, if we didn't care. And you said, God, to come to you, God. We come, God. And if there's anything that's hindering our prayer, any sin, God, we repent. Lord, we have a heart to repent. Because you said we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And, Lord, we accept that knowledge. Lord, we just don't pray for them. We pray for ourselves, too, because we want these prayers to be powerful, Lord. We want our prayers to move into nations, God, to reach that soul that is so isolated, God. For every child, God, that has just been destroyed and are crying in those places, God, of such horror, men, women, God, that have been mutilated, abused, God. We are crying out, Lord, for them. And, God, we ask you, by the power of the living God to send your mighty angels, God, to war for them, God, to bring them out, Lord, to salvation, God, to bring them to the understanding of who you are. And, Lord, those that are blinded by this, this lying, falsified religious God, that their eyes be open, God, that they have a choice, God, to come to the throne of God, to know that you're a real father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we call the prayer done. Amen, Lord. And we praise you, God, right now, God, for all those that shall be saved. 
We praise you, God, for thy grace and thy mercy, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for that prayer, uh, Minister Belinda. I know that the Holy Spirit was ushering you. I could hear it, and I, I sense it in my own spirit when you were praying. And I thank God for you and for this program that God has allowed us to be able to come on the air each Saturday. And though sometimes we may have to be flexible with our time frame, we do look to be here from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on each Saturday. And with that said, I just want to uh, give God uh, praise also and to pray for Dr. Gotti, who is now um, in Africa. Oh, yes. And yes. is doing work of the ministry. So yes. I thank and praise for her and this opportunity that she has extended to yes. us and, and for joining tonight together, Minister Belinda. Um, you know, we yes. talk outside of the uh, the ministry call, <clears throat> and I'm just so grateful that the Lord has allowed you to come into my life at this time. I feel we have yet to meet face to face, but I, I know, like you you know, we are kindred spirits. We are sisters in Christ, and we right. just That's know and consider the spirit of the living God. And so yes. it, it was just us seeing each other is just a formality because we already know each other by the spirit of God. So I, I, I thank you, praise the Lord for that. And, and for what he's doing and how he's allowing us to to come forth on this broadcast, we take it not lightly, uh, people. We do take time and we read the word and we spend time in prayer and with God because we want to be led of the Lord when we come forth and, and, and share that which is, is of God. But I would compel mm-hmm. anyone, take your time, read the Bible, um, get a relationship with God. That is relationship with God, not Amen. the many God of earth, but the one true living God of heaven, yeah. who has created all men through one blood. I implore you, like the scripture says, if you draw nigh unto to, to me, be the Lord, he will draw nigh unto you, and he yeah. really will. And we both stand here as living witnesses. You have your testimony, and I have mine, Minister Belinda, of what the Lord has done. And we're not going by hearsay. We can tell you what's done for us as individuals because we have relationship with him, and God has truly has a track record in our lives. And I thank God for the day. I, either, I remember I gave my life to the Lord Valentine's Day of 1998. So this year was twenty years. Yes, was my twenty years of walking with the Lord, and it has mm-hmm. not been a walk of perfection because it's not a perfect walk, but it is a no. walk. It's a walk yeah. with the Lord, and once you start walking with Him, He never forsakes you. He'll never leave you. So we may yeah. off to or to the yeah. right. We may go straight, but God never leaves you. And His word even says that He's married to the backslider. So if there are any out there who had accepted Christ, and then you find yourself today, you look up and you wonder, how did I get here? Never worry. Because it's just simple. As a non-believer, you calling on the name of the Lord and and telling the Lord, asking for forgiveness. And telling the Lord you want his 
your life. It's just that simple. Because the scripture says, and you said it earlier, Minister Melissa, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. Every day one child, only one perfect being, and that was Jesus. Because he who knew no sin became for us that through his suffering, we may be saved. So he is the only perfect being. So at all of us, you find yourself, you in good company. And don't let anyone make you feel that you're not worthy of calling on the name of the Lord. Because God, his word says, he desires that all shall be saved and that none shall be lost. So it would be pleased unto the Lord if you were to ask him to come into your life because he's waiting on you. People say, yes, you know, uh, when I found God, no, God was lost. <laughs> yes, he God was lost. lost. He, right, <laughs> you, you are the Lord. That's what he's telling all of us. He said we are to go to preach the gospel to the Lord. So the people are lost because God is not lost. Yes. He knows exactly where he is and what's going on. Matter of fact, he knows where you are. <laughs> he knows where yeah. you are. He can locate you wherever you are. All you got to do is reach out to him and ask him yeah. because we serve a God who does things in decency and order. And he's a, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. And he's yeah. not going to come into you if you don't want him. If you mm-hmm. don't want him, he's not going to force his way on you. Because if he did, who wants to be loved like that? Yeah. No wants to love her husband because he made her and vice versa because she made Nobody wants to do that, and God is no different. And he says he has no respect of person, and he has done it for himself and for Minister Belinda, and he can do it for each and every one of you who desire to walk in right fellowship and relationship. He don't have one special more than the other. He loves us all. Us all equally. He loves us all equally. Now, what you yeah. your, now your or is going to depend on some your relationship with God because it's not even right. about work. It's not what you can do because you can't do more to get more. To understand that you can't do more to get more. You just got to do, and God yeah. will give more. Yeah. So yes, he does. And everyone who was able to listen or who they call into this call, we have just ten seconds left. Minister Melinda, I pray that all of your needs are met and God, that the God that we serve, he already knows what you're in need of before you even ask it. So I pray his favor on your life and in your ministry and everything that that God blesses it, favors it in Jesus' name. We thank you again for joining us today and for those who have come on the call to listen later. God bless you and have a wonderful rest of the day. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.